Hello, everybody, and welcome to Till Death Hit Restart. I'm Leif Johnson. And I'm Susie Stewart. And we're here to talk to you about a charming little game called Chroma Squad. Yep. A little introduction. Chroma Squad is brought to you by, by Behold Studios. A studio from Brazil that has mostly one other game under their belt, uh, Knights of Pen and Paper Plus One. And it's a fun little game, and it's not about Power Rangers. Let's just get that <laughs> one out of there. definitely not about Power Rangers. <laughs> so, uh, Susie, how would you describe it to somebody who asks you what Chroma Squad is? Um, so, you remember Power Rangers? I've heard of Power Rangers. You remember 1992, Power Rangers came on the scene, and everyone just lost their shit because they thought it was the best thing in the world? Yeah. But then there were people like me who were like, wait a second. I didn't really like it that much. Neither did I, but I was like, wait a (laughs) second, this reminds me a lot of another thing that I had grown up watching. This reminded me a lot of Voltron. I was like, what is this? What is this live-action Voltron? I don't understand what this is. Uh, it wouldn't be until much, much later that I was introduced to Super Sentai. Uh, and for people out there, if you like Power Rangers, it's time to grow up and it's time to put <laughs> your tokusatsu pants on and it's time to get into Super Sentai. Because... Tokusatsu pants, by the way, are very expensive, and they are important for Japan, and they will not fit you. They definitely will not fit you, unless you're a small Japanese man, stuntman. Uh, Super Sentai started uh, 40 years ago now, right? Because Gokaiser was the 35th season, uh, Mm -hmm. started 40 years ago, and it started with a a season called Go Ranger, Uh, was a... Basically, everything you know about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is true about Sentai, except Sentai is better because Mm. it's the source material. So in 1992, Saban was like looking for a new show and they saw Zhoo Ranger, which was just finishing up, I believe, or about midway through the season in Japan. Uh, And they were like, oh, shoot, we can totally milk this. Uh, they sent a guy over there, right, to scope it out, do a little studying, and then they bought a bunch of the footage, licensed or lo- licensed the footage, and turned that footage into the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And if yes. you watch the Mighty first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you'll see weird things like Japanese children running around. Um, you know. Yeah, a little great stuff in the background. Yeah. Or maybe when they're in suits, the um, the brush and vegetation around them looks a little more Japanese than it does uh, Southern Californian. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and you'll notice that uh, uh, yellow is um, often in many scenes you can realize yellow's a dude and not a woman. Because in Zhu Ranger, yellow is a guy. His name was Boy. <laughs> Now, when you say realize he's a man, you mean you can see the shadow of a penis in there? Yes, that's what I meant. That's the, Yes, I was trying to be discreet <laughs> about it, but if you no, want to just... Is, this is not a family show. Well, what if our moms listen? <laughs> and now they heard you say the word penis out loud, and now they're going to be very... They're just going to be 
embarrassed and Twitter faded. No, um, our moms have heard us say the word penis before. So Saban took all that footage and made Money More from Power Rangers. And then every year, Super Sentai gets a new season. And that next season is completely unrelated to the season before it. Right? So one season might be about pirates. The next season's about trains. And yes. after that, the next season's about dinosaurs. I skip GoBusters because what the hell is GoBusters even about? And then the and next. What the, and, what, and people at home are like, what the hell is she even talking about? <laughs> and then the next season is about ninjas. And then the next season's about Minecraft animals. I mean, like, there's no. There's no link between the seasons. It's an all new cast. It's an all new set of um, weapons, uh, mech, everything. So what Saban did in 1992 or 1993 for the second season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Saban specifically being the company that uh, controls Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, they imported, they licensed all of Toei. Toei is the company in Japan that's responsible for uh, Super Sentai and other shows like Kamen Rider, etc. They licensed all this footage, um, and then when now these days they they do their own footage because they get the suits from the previous season in Japan, and then they put those suits on you know uh, white actors and film it in New Zealand now. Um, but that didn't always used to be the case. They used to rely much more heavily on the Japanese footage. But mm-hmm. the point I was trying to make was, what was the point I was trying to make? Well, so oh, that, so no, that's no, no, the no, backstory. Well, no, hold on. Let me finish my backstory. This is how you know whether you're looking at a Power Rangers um, poster or paraphernalia or Mighty uh, uh, Sentai is that if green, not green, white, if Tommy's in his white tiger outfit, that's Power Rangers because that combination of characters never existed in Sentai. Because the tiger is from Die Ranger, which is the season immediately after Zhu Ranger. And never shall those two meet, except for the... I don't know, they don't even think they did a crossover episode like they do I don't now. Think they were in those days. Yeah, so, so that's the background. So Bond's taking... Licensing material from Toei in Japan, from Super Sentai, which is essentially Japan's Doctor Who at this point. Yes. So, so, fi- so what happened? Why, Leaf? When I open up Chroma Squad, I see, you know, that this is a license or inspired by Saban's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> well, hardly. But so let's fast forward. Yes, to present day uh, about two years ago when they started working on this game. Now, the team, I actually got had the chance to talk to some of the developers um, at PAX, and they're, uh, they're great people. And they were telling me how, when they were um, kids, they watched Super Sentai in Portuguese in Brazil, on TV. And they really loved it. And this is even before Power Rangers even existed. Yeah, and so when they became uh, adults and they were, became video game makers and they were, thought to themselves, hey, we should make a game based on Sentai. Like, that would be awesome. So that was their motivation from the very get-go. And so the game itself is kind of a, a tactical, grid-based game that's um, a little... In the, 
familiar to not it's kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics if you've ever played that, but it's got a little the combat itself I actually find a little bit more reminiscent of the Banner Saga. Um it's not com- super complicated or in depth, but it's very free flowing and lets you do a lot of cool stuff, a lot of teamwork and move around the battlefield. So all the then they wrote all these jokes in it that were all based on Super Sentai tropes and archetypes, and there's a lot of reference to old Sentai shows. However, when they tried to develop this game and market it in America, they were hit with a lot of legal action by Saban. Because Saban said, um, your thing is based on our product, Power Rangers. And they're like, uh, actually, it's based on Super Sentai. But Saban pushed the issue... And they're the bigger studio. Guess who has the bigger legal team? <laughs> yes. So they had to make some... Concessions. Concessions, that's the word I was looking for. And they have to give it tribute. Even though the game is called is subtitled uh, an indie tactical Sentai simulator, it also says, inspired by Saban's Power Rangers. But what's extra great is that they wrote some uh, a lot of jokes into the plot that or openly make fun of Saban. Saban. Mm -hmm. And this is something I actually noticed on this playthrough that we we did. We both sunk a few hours into the beginning (laughs) of the game. Now, I had played this a while ago, and you start out as a group of suit actors working for a director that's just really phoning it in. Everything's green screen and crappy, and there's no dramatic tension, and the actors are unhappy. But the name they gave the director was like, me Miha or Minha, which is basically the name of the guy who owns Saban. It was just a, a twisting of his name. Yeah. But you may notice in this recent playthrough that his name is simply called his name is simply Doctor Soap. Yeah. Yep. So apparently they they were probably they probably put that in as a cheeky little thing, and they decided it was still get, causing them too much trouble. Yeah, so they I had noticed to change that his, they had changed his name because I was like, wait, wasn't this name originally just a mixed-up version of... Yeah, yeah. It was. So okay. they, they, they backed off even more on that issue. Yeah. But the the character is completely the same. Yeah. And um, the plot's exactly the same. Yeah, the plot's exactly the same. And the plot's fun. Like, the whole thing is just full of great jokes. There's even a joke to the... Um, the Tokusers, which is the train series that was running while they were developing the game or even close to finishing, I think, when they were finishing the game. So they wrote some really current jokes in there. Yeah. Or they, they've at least updated it, right? Yeah. Since mm-hmm. its original release. So. Yeah. So the story is that you are suit actors and you're making your own TV show. But it's really great because it's such a cartoony world like i just i love how in the scenes when they're all standing around on the sidewalk or just like behind the scenes they're all in their fighting poses yeah like everybody and they all do dramatic flares when they talk they're always just uh, sort of bobbing and weaving with their just their yeah 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 oh and one thing so i love any game that lets you name characters or name items or name anything because you know a developer spent a lot of time writing a bunch of characters and art and story into a mm-hmm. game, but when you actually get to name something, that's where you, the player with your dumb sense of humor, get to leave your mark on the world. Right. <laughs> so did you... What Do you remember what you named? Did you have some fun with your team names? Uh, Well, this time around, I didn't know what to call them, so I just called them uh, 
the Authorangers. The the what? Uh, Athora Authorangers. Call them <laughs> Authorangers, and their their mech is called the Turian. <laughs> and uh, I didn't get very creative this time around. Uh, I just stared at it, and I always, whenever I have these <laughs> options to name something, I always look at it and I'm like, uh, um, oh, uh, I can never be. I'm never creative enough to come up with something clever like you. You're, you're the name pro. Well, this is this is what I name my team. I name the leader Crushster, and then the teammates are uh, Flipkick, Spaghetti <laughs> Boy, uh, Thora, and Pansensual. <laughs> which I really like that one. And I and named the team the Slippery Suckers. So, yeah, what'd you name your mech? Fat Slips 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't name my characters. I just left them with the default names. I didn't even realize I could name my characters. Yeah, and it's like the the names that they have are just their their names in and out of costume. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what's also great about this game is that if you so there's a lot of archetypes in Sentai about colors and roles. Like the serious, like red is usually the leader and is usually pulled from a certain group of archetypes. Almost always a man. Only with one exception has red not been a man. Just Sentai. One. One exception that was only and like six episodes. She was only in six episodes, yeah. But in this game, you can make your team whatever you want. You can make them all women. You can make the leader women. Yeah. Have one woman leader and four dudes backing her up. You can have them be all sorts of different colors. You can even have repeated colors. I did a little test team just for fun where I made them all brown. Yeah. <laughs> and and I really appreciate it because I have... Um, it's very multi-ethnic too right so you can have uh, all all women or at least damn near all women and um, one beaver <laughs> and a beaver and you know there's plenty there's like you know there's asian people there's black people there's you know so it's not just like you know i, <laughs> I guess if you wanted to be as embarrassing as Mighty Morphin power rangers you could make the woman pink <laughs> the asian yellow you know, then yeah. So, no. <laughs> I'm a little more egalitarian. Than that. I made my <laughs> I made my black guy the brown. Ranger. I made uh, everyone. I, I made know. everyone a shade of blue this time around. I guess yeah, I, I was going pretty. for the Turian angle, so that's why they were all. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, I actually chose pretty standard colors. Yeah. Kind of. Had like red, green, yellow. Um. Yeah, it felt weird like to do all blue, but blue and. Yeah, White? I no, I can't quite remember, but it was a pretty, pink? a pretty chrom- chromatic. Yeah, I think there's a pink. I think I made them. Yeah, I think I made them pretty like stock looking as far yeah. as colors go. I guess I had all my fun in the naming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is. I if I had been thinking, I would have uh, stuck with making them all brown. Just all brown. Because it changes in all the like when you do your your super your group super move like yeah. all the beams of light are the colors you chose and when you <laughs> when they all form into their giant mech the the, the limbs all, of the yeah. the limbs of the mech are the colors of each of the individual. Just a big brown mech. <laughs> Just yeah, it old sounds, big brown we call them. Sounds disgusting. Brown bear. I saw human feces on the sidewalk today in downtown Seattle while walking. How is that related to brown? (laughs) So. (laughs) Brown downtown. Brown downtown. downtown. That's when you know, like, no, 
No to the no to the poop angle, please. Too much poop in my life already. We just we had this we already had this discussion about how the cats, you know, one downside of loving the cats is that they poop. There's just too much poop in this world. You don't need to make your Sentai team a poop brown team. <laughs> I, I, I guess I, it, I could, I could guess, make them all red or I all guess pink. brown could also be the color of trees or dirt or owls. I don't know. If you're creative. <laughs> so obviously the game really it really hits home with a lot of good notes if you're a Sentai fan. Now, and they said they, of course, they would love to have the game appeal to more than just Sentai fans. Right. Because um, though they're a passionate group, they're not the small. They're not the largest market. <laughs> yeah, there aren't a lot of. I mean, outside of Japan, I mean, there is. There is, of course. Well, obviously, there's a uh, a worldwide fan base. No, that's what know. I'm saying. Obviously, there's a worldwide fan base, but I mean, it's pretty niche. There's more. I think there's more American Power Rangers fans than there are Sentai fans, right? Yeah, so if you're a Sentai. Really- if you're a Sentai fan, you got to go to the stupid Power Rangers convention to get any Sentai <laughs> stuff. So yeah, yeah. When I talked to the the guys at PAX, they said a lot of people come up, walk up to the booth, and they're like, kind of stand there and like, so is this related to Power Rangers? <laughs> and so and then and then the one in like thirty people yeah. like me who come up and be like, oh Sentai, and then they just they loved it. They're like, yes, there are some out there. Our yeah. game will sell. <laughs> And we waited a long time for this game to come out too, right? The time between its Kickstarter and its release was took a while to the point mm-hmm. where they were getting a lot of guff for it, but I'm sure a lot of that was tied to their legal problems with Saban. Yeah. Um, so that aside, what you, is it fun to play? What do you yeah, say? it's really fun to play. You know, the first time I played it, I played it on regular. And I don't remember, maybe I just chose regular because I just generally try choose standard difficulty and everything. Yeah. Um, but this time I accidentally chose... <laughs> I accidentally chose easy. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, whatever, okay. And then I chose it, and, and it's easy is... Man, easy is really easy. Like, easy's <laughs> Like, you've never... Have you ever played a video game before? No? <laughs> well, it'll give you an option where you basically can't fail. Because um, I remember the first time I played it, right after it came out, I either chose standard difficulty or there was no easy difficulty. I don't know. But I remember at the end of season one, I kept getting my butt kicked. So they're broken into seasons, right? So there's like five episodes every season. And those are the battles, right? So there's five battles in every season, and those are the episodes that you're filming. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the very end of the season, you film an episode, a season finale, and you have to get so many fans an audience by the end of the season or you fail and the better you do the more fans and audience you get the more things you can get like you can hire marketing firms to do your social media to oh. do billboards and don't to... you just love those little the, the tweets at the end of every oh yeah episode? that's the other thing there's another game that did that that did um fake tweets i can't remember what it was but it's no it was um sword and sorcery Oh, yeah? Didn't they do fake... No, Sword and Sorcery just made it easy to tweet about anything you were doing in the game, which was really great. Their Twitter integration in that game was amazing. Um, um is Ridiculous Fishing has a whole bunch of fake tweets in it. Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking. Uh, but 
yeah, the fake tweets in this game, Chroma Squad, they're pretty good. I mean, uh, they 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 love how they. I mean, a lot of them are they're all pre-written, of course, as fans. Like, You'll see repeats raving, raving about the show, but uh, they'll write in a lot of the stuff that you put in. Like they'll they'll fit some of the fans will be like, love the show, and then they'll they'll shout whatever the catchphrase is, or the, yeah, or the transformation like hashtag Athora Rangers, you know, hashtag Sentai, hashtag Indie, hashtag Athora Rangers. Yeah, I, I don't, it's it's cute. I haven't ever gotten past. Season two. I just finished season two right before we started recording. I'm starting season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just looking this up. I noticed that in season five, you get an assault skill called Battle Fever, <laughs> which is a reference to Battle Fever Fever J, which is what the third series. Third one, yeah. yeah. It's like 1979. Was that for a while they considered that to be like the first season of Sentai, right? Yeah, yeah. And before they before they retroactively went back and included. Yeah, we're getting into some really pedantic classification go, shit there, though. Go Ranger and Jack. Well, I don't know. You know, I, I think that there's a lot. I think, you know, people... Look, if you like Chroma <laughs> Squad, I highly recommend you check out Sentai. Because Chroma Squad is made far more satisfying by getting these little jokes, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's a season five thing called the uh, battle fever there's at one point you know i just was in a gravel pit and in sentai which i'm sure is carried over to mighty Morphin power rangers you battle you do a lot of battles in a gravel pit <laughs> you know so i mean there's a lot of these references worked in that yeah okay they're esoteric i guess you're saying okay now you're really getting into the weeds but i don't really i don't think so no no i mean uh I, I mean, the t- discussing whether or not the the first or the third Super Sentai was really the first Super Sentai. Well, I mean, if because you're going to talk about battle, of a giant mech. If you're going to talk about Battle Fever J, you just got to have that conversation. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you can't, you can't not mention. I mean, come on, a Gold lot of, Ranger, oh, not a Sentai. Oh, come on. Anyway, exactly. But um, the uh, some of the jokes they have this extra little charm too because they're all written. Uh, originally in Portuguese. Yeah. So sometimes there's kind of like a, a like a nod to the Japanese flavor, mm-hmm. written in Portuguese and then translated to English. <laughs> to English. Yeah, I noticed that, especially with the narrator, the narrator's pretty clunky. That's, and they joke about it. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be that way. They're like, oh, the narrator can't spell, da-da-da-da-da. But, yeah. So the, the, a lot of the translation, and they all speak perfectly fluent English. Don't get oh, me wrong. Course. I mean, when we were talking to them at PAX, they were... Not like, because unlike everywhere else in the world, everyone speaks multiple languages and everybody <laughs> speaks English fluently. Meanwhile, we in the United States can't even. Deal I speak with, English fluently. I'm mean, what I'm saying is we can't even <laughs> deal with the thought of speaking Spanish, which is our neighbor to the south here in North America. We share a continent with them, and we can't be bothered to think about at least knowing some Spanish. So, so yeah. So yeah, there's some clunkiness every now and then, but I don't know. I don't think it's because the trans because of translation. Maybe. Oh no, I think it's a little. I think it's a little translation. A lot of it's largely intentional. I saw. Um, I saw. Um, I got it. So the other one, other one of the other mechanics you get is when you finish uh, an episode, filming an episode, you'll come back and your you may have emails in your inbox. And they're oh, all yeah. over. They're all over the place. And sometimes you're not sure whether you should accept the offers or not. 
how that's going to work out. Oh, that um, reminds me. I wanted to ask you about this because yeah. you get a you get an email early on from your former boss, the yeah. old director. Yeah, and you have three options, right? And he's very threatening. He's like, yeah. he's like, hey, you guys stole my idea. Yeah, you would you wouldn't be here except for me. So I'm going to make it clear: you can either pay me a tribute, right? Let me direct. Um, you can um, let me be the director. Let me be the director, or we'll settle this in court. I chose settle in court. Yeah, that's of course. It's like standing up for yourself. That's yeah. naturally what you don't touch those cords, cat. Um, <laughs> but I, I just had to know, so I chose. Will you be our director? Yeah. You get an email right back, like, really? Are you just giving up on the first decision in the game? <laughs> And then you have to choose between settle it in court or pay tribute. Okay. <laughs> it's sort of like I just it's sort of like when you walk up to like the first like a cliff in a game, you're like, what happens if I jump off the cliff? <laughs> right. Woo Just nullify the whole point of this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was that, that cracked me up. It was uh one of those. There was um false decisions. Although I, I haven't checked um pay tribute because obviously it becomes a big part of the plot line later settling right. it in court all right but it, it, it seems weird that you could choose to just write out all that chunk of plot by just having uh, your, your funds dock, docked every episode but now i'm curious maybe i'll try that on another yeah i'll start know. a new game to check out because what happens a lot of the plot i don't yeah i mean I so far the, the storylines uh the storyline's fairly linear Right. Yeah. Um. Some there's a lot. Sometimes in a season, the episodes you can do them in any order as long as you do the final right. episode last. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the Rambo's being crazy. One of the emails you get is oh, I think it's that one of the um characters, the NPCs in the game is called Gaga, and you see the name of no, it wasn't his. It was somebody else. It was a cardboard company that's trying to hawk their cardboard to you. And you can say, sure, I'll buy your cardboard for $35 a month, or no, I'm going plastic. Um, <laughs> I went with plastic, but um, the studio that that cardboard hawker is from is TV Nihon, <laughs> which is a TV Nihon is a fan sub group whose fan subs sentai episodes as they come out every week so if you're watch, currently watching sentai in japan or the japanese episodes tv nihon is one of the groups that will sub it like four days later you can have it watched in english so i just laughed when i saw that yeah they did a another uh one where you get an, an email you agree to an interview from some like a magazine called henshin justice <laughs> uh henshin being the japanese word for transform yeah um and they're like, go to check out our website, maybe even outside the game. And so I had to go and I looked at the website, and it is a real website. Oh, it really? Is a, it's a Sentai fan site, yeah, and it's got a lot Henshin of news. Justice? Huh? Henshin Justice? Yes, HenshinJustice.com. Oh, there it is. Yeah, they've got a whole bunch of news on, like, oh. events and toys, toy reviews and cool. um, all sorts of stuff. So I thought that was cute. Yeah. Oh, also, because um, you just know it's full of jokes, there's a bit where you... Where you see a devil. Oh, yeah, and he's like, the attorney. Oh, well, yeah, he's some kind of... Well, he's so, got a suit and a briefcase. He's, a, he's so. implied to be an attorney of he's, some sort. Yeah. But he he says, I have many names, but you can call me Jay Milton. And I was like, is that some weird... It's actually not a reference to anything Power Rangers. It's just a reference to Jay Milton, the author of Paradise Lost. Oh, that's a... That's... that's a it's, a deep, it's a deep 17th century 
<laughs> reference there. I mean that. I was like, I, I was, I was thinking about it, and I was looking it up, and I'm like, looking up, I'm looking like Bradley J. Milton, and I'm like, none of this sounds right. And then I'll, and then I was like, wait, Dante's Inferno, no, not Dante's Inferno, Paradise Lost. I knew it was some old fucking story about heaven and hell. Yeah, yeah, because he's a devil, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the devil shows up at one point. You're running toward the courthouse to deal with your lawsuit against Dr. Soap. Uh, yeah, so don't worry, folks, if you don't, if you're not if sold on all the uh, Sentai jokes, there's some old school literature jokes yeah. in there as well. And the devil shows up, and of course he shows up in the crossroads, right? He shows up in the yes. middle of an intersection. I just laughed when yeah. that happened. So, oh yeah, yeah. That's I didn't even that's think about you, that. Right? That's, that's where you make deals with the devil. If Supernatural has it. taught me anything, <laughs> is that you go to the crossroads and you you make a deal with the devil at the crossroads. I've learned one thing from Supernatural. It's that. So, and that's how you get Dean back to life for the fourth time. Is you go to the crossroads and you make a deal again. And if you've learned super- nothing. If from you this learned another podcast, thing from Supernatural, it's how to count to six because that's how many abs. Are on <laughs> just a... six? You mean twelve? That's true. Those boys have a few more than six. Well, I don't know. I don't think Dean has twelve abs. Maybe on his chin. <laughs> Maybe you've been looking at Dean's chest more than me. <laughs> uh, sounds yeah. like you need to. Watch, you want to, Sounds like you want to watch more Supernatural. I got nothing to contribute to that. <laughs> Hold on a second. I think a cat touched my cord. For some reason, my microphone switch got bumped to off. Oh, it was you. Yeah, for some reason that happened. I don't know how, but... I blame a cat. Yeah. Anyway, you can hear me now, so... Oh, we're going to have to cut all of that out. That yeah, was... it's just like a minute. <laughs> yeah, don't leave that in, because it real, sounds really terrible. <laughs> wow, where were we? Uh, we were talking about Supernatural, and we are talking about the <laughs> devil, and we are talking about references. Yeah, we were just talking about all the jokes and references that were in there. Um, yeah. Anything else that really stood out to you about... So, I, well, I guess I'll throw in there um, a little bit more about the gameplay. Yeah, yep. So, the if you've never played a grid-based tactical fighter... Just the, those words, those four words may seem a little intimidating, but it's really, um, it's really easy in this game. So it's especially if you play on easy. <laughs> yes, especially then. Like I referenced Final Fantasy Tactics earlier, but it's much simpler. You don't. There's not a lot of deep number crunching. It's usually just a matter of, like, you only have so many options to as far as movement. But there's some cool stuff where you can all join together and do a team attack. And if you get your whole team together doing a team attacker on one enemy, you get a special animation where they all do like a finishing move, like a final a final wave, if you will. I don't know what they call them in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. And you can do... You can, if you're really versatile, you can move around the battlefield quite a bit. Um, certain characters, depending on their roles, have got different types of weapons they can equip, like bows or have healing abilities. If there's a support class or support archetype, really. Oh, and the other the other thing what makes the what does make the battles a lot of fun since they're not super the super technically complicated is that you have to if you want to get a lot of fans in the episode there's certain specific director's instructions to follow, like beat an enemy in the first turn, beat four yeah, enemies in one turn, beat the main boss with a finishing move, yeah. 
so they add little challenges for you. So at every battle, you kind of have to like in some of the some of the battles, it's like defeat the boss before you hurt any minions or attack any minions. So you have to play differently depending on what the goal is, like how 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 they're shake how the studio is shaking it up to make it a little more interesting for the audience. Forces you to attack the battle a little differently, which is cool. You know, keeps it mixed up. Yeah, it those directors little missions give you maybe I already said this. They give you something to do other than I think I already said that. Anyway, they make the battle more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever lose a fight or die? I did when I was playing on a harder harder difficulty. Uh, There was one with the barrel man in the first season that kept the the guy comes in and he's he's the pirate in the barrel with the swords poking out of him. He refuses to get into the proper costume. Yeah, which is great because that's like I don't know if you've ever watched any Japanese or Korean variety shows, you'll be familiar with this toy. It's a toy right where you take turns putting the sword into the slots, and it's just the the slot is randomly just set by the game, and if you're the person who puts the sword in the slot that makes the pirate pop out, you lose. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was just cute that, that that guy was a reference to that toy, that game. Yeah. Wasn't that an American toy, too? Maybe. Pirate sword toy. <laughs> sword and barrel toy. Pirate sword barrel toy. Oh, yeah. Here he is. But, uh... It's a reference, nonetheless. It's cute. Um, I think it's... I mean, he's in America, but it looks like when I pull open these pictures on Google search, half of them, three quarters of them are in Japanese or Korean. Yeah, so, pretty popular toy over there. Yeah, it's here in the U.S., but it's more popular over there. But yeah. And and the other, I mean, well, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> You're going to have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> this um... I'm tired. I've been up since 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> Uh, how long have we been recording? 43 minutes. It's cool. We can talk for a little bit more and wrap up. Yeah. There's some cool effects in there. Like uh, sometimes the video screen will, or the, your your screen will, will warp and have scan lines like on an old school TV. I'm sure a, a lot of this is referencing specifically to these developers. They're the golden era of when they were uh, young lads watching this on, I presume, Saturday morning or whatever morning it came on. Right. Who knows? Who knows? So... I suppose in summation, the I would recommend this game. Obviously, uh, spoilers. We're probably not going to talk on this podcast very much about games we wouldn't recommend, unless it's really <laughs> funny to trash talk it. I do recommend this game. It's a they're definitely a talented studio. They're churning out some games. Oh, their other game, Knights of Pen and Paper Plus One, has got a similar kind of um, meta thing going on where you play a D&D style adventuring party but specifically you play the the people at the table mm-hmm. uh, rolling dice and right. going on quests and having they have a dungeon master so this uh, situation of being playing a bunch of TV actors who are fighting their battles in a uh, Super Sentai style landscape is a similar theme and the way that reality blends in and out like they get into like they get people who literally storm the sets and fight with them and interact with them, strangers, stuff that would never fly on a real TV set. But this world is kind of half, half its own fiction. So it fits in delightfully. So it's really, mm-hmm. 
Um, it's extra fun if you recognize the jokes, but you don't have to, to be honest. And being able to customize, I mean, if you don't know much about Sentai and just consider it being able to customize your own hero squad, it's, it's really, it's really satisfying to, and then when you give them all different types of armor, the, the changes show up on their actual bodies. So you can kind of make your, your whole team members look all uniform or look a little different, unique. Depends on how much money you have too. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, and there's got some, yeah, you can buy outfits, you can craft outfits. So it gives you a, a, a good amount of fun customization on making a team and giving them special abilities while having not overwhelmingly open or technically complicated gameplay. Uh, and, you know, it's worth their time and you might learn a little something about the world. Let's see, how much is it right now on Steam? It is. It was just on sale last week, which is why I bought it and said, hey, let's do it. It's $15 normally. $15 normally? Folks, that's $5 cheaper than the game we recommended last week. So just go toss your money at these international computer wizards. <laughs> I guess that's what game developers are. They're, yes. Um, computer jockeys. <laughs> these, yes. These... These Sentai jockeys. No, it's $15 on Steam. I'll post a link to it in the show notes so you don't have to go digging around. And there's also uh, the intro theme that they have recorded. They had I mean, someone recorded in Japanese. It's great. Oh, it's fan- It's so spot on. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they got it perfect. So, don't watch Power Rangers. It's no good. <laughs> watch Super Sentai. Or don't. But at least play a little Chroma Squad. Definitely. Make a team all pink and brown. <laughs> you can you, and you could you you can give them a dirty name. <laughs> and it's not part of Nintendo, so they won't make you change it. Right. And there's no online play, so nobody will ever see how gross your team and name is. And guys, I, I'm I'm like 30 years old. It's you're never too old to name your team based on a fart joke. <laughs> Make your team all brown. <laughs> well, everybody, you take care of yourselves. Buy games. Support the economy. Uh, you can find us at. Can you do the rollout? You can find us at postrepost.com, like and subscribe to her, all that stuff. Yes. Uh, we are a subsidiary. I think I'm abusing that word. Subsidiary. Uh-oh. Subsidiary of Post Repost Podcast. You can find that information at postrepost.com, which will also link to our page. Uh, you can find us at two... T- uh, man, I'm... Till... Uh, <laughs> you can find us at Till Death Hit Restart. Uh, we have a Facebook page and a Twitter a, account. A Twitter account. Yeah. What's what's that Twitter account? It's till death restart because putting it all in there is too many letters for handles. That's your beautiful 144 uh, characters of praise that you're no doubt going to keep upon us. <laughs> so, Twitter at uh, till death restart on Facebook till, till death hit restart mm-hmm. and our own website at postrepost.com. So those are all the ways you can find us and enjoy us and tell your friends and play some video games. 
Heck yeah, next next week we're going to be with Danny in Portland, and we're going to talk about... We're uh, having a special executive guest. <laughs> we're going to talk about Stardew Valley. Yeah, going to get your farm on. So, sweet. All right, everybody, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next time. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.